This is the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you find it encouraging, motivational, and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk. For all your Prove Yourself Right needs, please follow us on all social media platforms. Also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias. Thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Prove Yourself Right podcast. And I'm your host, Jonathan Rowe. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Miss Shay. How you doing, Shay? Good. I'm doing great. Excited about the topic tonight. Yes. So, we're coming with part two of the podcast, What is Your Level of Commitment? Yes, finally. We're doing the rest of it. Yeah, man. We had to break this one down. And it happened to just align with um, a sermon we just listened to from Pastor Darius about relationships. So, mm. we're about to talk about the relationship part of our what's our level of commitment mm-hmm. to that. Um, first and foremost... Hope everybody's doing good. Hoping everybody's blessed. Um, just me and Shayna. Glad to be continuing this podcast, enjoying this podcast, man, fulfilling. And just the feedback, I want to say thank you to everybody. We appreciate it. Um, we just love open conversation and we just want to promote more open conversation and get more people to communicate and then we'll get some of these issues addressed without all these emotions attached. Lay everything on the table. Be a be adults. Be mature enough to speak and and get your thoughts out clearly without so many emotions attached. Me and Shane learned that the hard way, but everybody like learn it in their own type of way. In their sure. own way. Yeah, I agree with you. For real? Yeah. You're a weird one, man. But I love you. <laughs> All right, let's dive in. Okay, so here we go. We're about to talk about the commitment to being where we are in our relationship. I'm gonna get it kick started. I knew. After my last relationship, the type of man I was to the type of man I knew I could be, I had to pivot. And I knew I came off kind of aggressive, so I knew, but it was a it was attractive, so I need you to stay with me now. Women like the aggressive type man, right? To a certain extent, okay, let's just make like it very clear. I think we like the idea more than what it actually is sometimes, okay. but I'm with you. I do think... We do like an assertive. Yeah, an and, assertive I, and I feel man. like I came off like that. Aggressive might not have been the right word, but I think you could be a little aggressive. I mean, it's the, it comes with the nature, right? Athletes, <laughs> male athletes, they absolutely, usually, absolutely, especially a, a sport that comes with it, right? Football, absolutely, known as a sport, blah blah blah, of aggression. So whatever, I come off kind of like that. So it was kind of my thing, but I was never aggressive in the relationship. But like I say, the athlete in me and the aggressive nature of a man in me kind of collided and I became and I'm a cancer so I mean I, I don't really mess with the horoscope stuff but I am kind of emotional very emotionally driven when I get into those moments of my career and my life it just it's a weird clash so when I met you and when I was doing what I was doing it was just hard to really find somebody that understood me that I really Life because I was entertaining so much weird stuff at the time. I was in such a weird space. I was just entertaining people. So when you came into the mix, you stood out because of the subtle moments we had. And you remember all the moments I talk about. I talked about the times you popped up on me in the club talking about, I hope this ain't how you spend your money. But I was, mm-hmm. like, well, I was like, girl, don't ever just pop up on me and walk, walk away and disappear. And I didn't even get to say my piece. A little stuff like that stands out because it's, 
attest to your character. Yeah. And where I was at the time, like I said, I was just floating. And that's kind of investment. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you like me, I don't know where your head was, but to, <laughs> to be in the environment we were in and to ask a detailed question like that in the way you did, and then we just happened to go our separate ways, showed me that you was one observant. I feel like you was watching, so you already had that kind of planned out. And then I realized, dang, you just went somewhere else. You weren't like everybody else. You didn't say that and then come to the booth, you slid. I was like, dang, was that a ghost? Did that really happen? <laughs> she didn't even double back, but you caught my attention. Yeah. And that was one thing that never really struck me. So stay with me. I was just floating, floating around. Anybody that I feel attracted to, I was just floating and trying to make it work. And I'll do some good conversation, blah, blah, blah. And, We'll figure it out. But I was really not looking for nothing real, but hungering, hungering for something real. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of getting misconstrued because then and when you got this like false understanding of what you want to what you're putting out there to the world, you, you're actually like working in regression. You, you're working against yourself yeah. because you're putting a, a version out there that ain't you're the version that you're trying to attract and then when you get the bad version you're like how did, how did this happen yeah but you're so, not being authentic yeah so you kind of made the authenticity come out of me when I was like okay I gotta figure out who she is what's going on and then so on and so forth we made our relationship happen so the point I'm making right now uh, like I said this tied into what Pastor Darius said the other day authentic what? attraction attraction mm -hmm. I was just naturally attracted to kind of yo what was it? I just liked your approach. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if she really liked me or this was just a rare moment or a random moment, but she, I hope I see her again. So you, I finally found that and it felt different than what I was getting. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was okay, but I really wasn't okay. I was like, man, I need somebody like that in the back of my mind. Like I yeah. said, hindsight, probably just said it in passing and we just went on and did our own thing, but... I needed that kind of investment and I knew that you were something different when I felt something different in our interaction in that one time. So what about relationships were you looking for that I brought that spark like, okay, we can get there? Um, I think you would just, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I find like our conversation was very rooted in family and God mm -hmm. from the very beginning. So that those were the things that I had, you know, made a pact with God about what was important to me and my non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. And so when we first had our date and you recommended a spot that you didn't know, but I loved and yeah. I wanted to experience, it just felt as though everything aligned so well. Like it was really God's work and he was mapping it out exactly how it, how it should be. And I think a lot of the things that I wanted in, in a partner, somebody who was um, kind and like observant and affectionate, even though that wasn't really my the way that I would come across, I think you were all of those things, you know? And it was refreshing to be with somebody who would not just like openly tell me that I'm beautiful, but openly try to be close to me in public. Like when we went out to eat and stuff, you would, you know, want to sit close. You were just doing the things to let me know that you wanted to be where you were. Now, I'm sorry to cut you off, but now back up for me a little bit more. Tell me your approach 
for the night I described in the club. What was your thought process to see me, what I was doing from the outside looking in? What was that? Honestly, that night I just thought she wore this tall, handsome, <laughs> great smile. And I really was like, I hope it's not how you spend your money. Mm. <laughs> like that was, it was as genuine in that moment as it came off. Like I really was like, I hope you're not throwing your money away to the people who own the club unless we're investors, why are we doing that? So that was really all that I meant by that statement. Yeah. Um, like I really meant that. And I, I absolutely thought about you after the fact, but I didn't know how it would pan out. Mm. And so, or if I'd see you again and I wasn't overly, um, because I didn't know I didn't invest any more emotions in it, but yeah. I definitely was like, oh, he's so cute. And I remember seeing you at that venue afterward, like oh, leaving he's with- so cute. Wow, I got this so cute. Here we go. I remember seeing you afterwards leaving with a group of individuals, men and women, mm. my, may I add? Yeah. Um, so I saw him. But uh, yeah, I, I just didn't know what to expect afterwards. But I think when we had, you know, happened to be in the same spot after that fact, right? Like, yeah. what are the chances of being both? And that was strange. I was like, man, that's why. And um, I love the divine parent that we, we always said. Yeah. It really was. I was like, man. Absolutely. I was not looking for you, but I God was like, I'm going to like, hey, I'm gonna line this so crazy. Yeah. And it was so on time. Like, I was Absolutely. just chilling, too. It was just, man, I'm just vibing. Mom, you was probably just vibing. We was like, dang, mm -hmm. there must be a reason I couldn't pass up that second time saying I had to set a date because I knew if I let this one slide, it wasn't going to line like this again. Yeah, and so I think that really, you know, and again, like, our first date was Really can't wait to tell our kids. It was excellent. Like it was, was a sequel, great man. Oh, my, my, my son, he's gonna be a charmer, man. Yeah, Listen, you did great. I knew I knew I couldn't go wrong with seafood. Yeah, you were just very sweet. You were honestly, like I just I didn't know what to think or expect, but it was better than I had thought and you just did all the things. The environment was perfect, man. I got the opportunity. It was just us in there. It was uh, great. We talked about everything. It felt like you know, at least everything at the time for what I thought was everything and you wanted to go somewhere else afterwards and you were open to bring me around your friends. So all those yeah. things to me were like, okay, he really wants to do this and he's comfortable and he's, he likes this. You and know, that's like, wild, he likes I was, vibe. I was still so lost, bro. I know. I mean, I was as well. Like, I think I was trying to figure out my head as well and I didn't know, you know, so yeah. I think we were innocent and like we yeah, said, it was, it, was, it was innocent divine parent. Like, we Absolutely. both, we both were still figuring out but we knew something felt good about this. I don't, I don't know what's the good yet, but something feels positive. I felt positive energy. Yeah, and I think the moment that it really clicked to me, like I remember telling my friends, oh, I don't know. And you know, there was someone else that I was talking to that I knew was a no. Mm -hmm. But I think I knew more it was a no seeing you be real. Yeah. You know, like I didn't know that I would find all those things in someone and one of my closest friends was like, what are you doing? Like, Jonathan sounds great. And I was like, he does. <laughs> and maybe he sounds so great that I'm scared and unsure with how to act, you know? But yeah. I ended things with the other person and it, it wasn't like very serious, but I recognized I, I likely hurt that person, unfortunately, which was my intention. But I was very clear about, you know what? I don't know how we're gonna pan out at that time. I didn't know if we were gonna be serious, but I was, I was certain that it wasn't them. And I absolutely wanted to give this a real true shot because yeah. you had leveled your heart. You were super, you know, refreshing and honest about like surgery coming up, just the various things you're battling with. And yeah. I think because it was too real to deny is why you probably shared. But for me, it was just nice to see somebody who was like, I've got a lot going on and I'm like doing my best here. And I don't know if I'm gonna be the best version of myself in all this. And I think that 
you being authentic was what made it so great. You and, know? Man, and listen, men out there, athletes out there, for real, for real, men, athletes out there, y'all get me. Hey, when we going through it, the right one to listen, they gotta, they gonna get it all. Hey, bro, you got a second? Cause yeah. listen, <laughs> it's something on my heart that I just. And, and honestly, that's what it felt like. And if, and you bro. know, and we talk about like the level of commitment in our relationship, and I think one of the level of commitments in our relationship is like honesty and open conversation. And I think we didn't know what God was doing, but yeah. what always was present was open conversation. You know, from the very first date and talking about our families and our dreams and our goals. And I knew it was on point. When I talked about Granda and you lit up and I, I got and into it. And then I talked about my sister, my mm-hmm. mama, just my, my, both my grandparents just having, like I got serious and, and it was just your energy. It was so sweet. I needed to get that off my chest so bad because mm-hmm. I was like, dang, why ain't everybody, I can help everybody and, I, and everybody feel my energy, but I ain't got my person. Nobody, where's my person that just want to be like, yeah, okay, I, mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, that's what you like. I, you just gave me the res, the reciprocation that I needed for a long time and I didn't realize that I needed it until I felt it and then I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But until that happens, you don't really know, so you'll stay in that limbo that I was in. I was just in limbo. I was just floating around and then, like I said, I was waiting for somebody to catch my attention. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like we say, when it comes to level of commitment, I think for us, like first things first is like every element of our life being rooted in God. I would say our level of commitment with our relationship, you know, when we first started and going to church, you still being in a brace, coming out of surgery, like that was a commitment we both made for ourselves, but it really played a huge role in our relationship. Yeah, I just realized, I'm talking, we dove right into it, right after, and we we prepped this, y'all, so I mean, I know I was in it, but sometimes I... I kind of forget that we really had a process. Like before, a couple days before surgery, Shane was with me and we prayed and she said, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this together. Mm-hmm. And I was still trying to figure it out because we weren't officially working with a girlfriend yet, but she was she was putting up deposits in, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. And I was, I was ready, I said I needed it, but I was vulnerable y'all. And like I said, stay with me men and and athletes for real because I, I got that it's the athlete in me it's the man in me but it's the 60% of the athlete I just want to I, I don't want to let her down but we ain't even got to that level yet but even before we get to that level I got to show her right now that hey I know you got my back but watch, just watch me Yeah. just watch me work I promise you this ain't going to be forever and watch me watch the shake back and that's the testimony that, like I said, that's another story for another day, but that's why I shook back the way I shook back. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who was going to be there to, to, to like the real life. I didn't really know who was going to be there right beside me. I didn't know who was going to be there at the time. My dad, I knew he could be there for nothing but a couple of days. After that, I really didn't know. And I was trying to send the person away that God was telling me, I got you, but you got to be willing to do it because you can, you can ruin it just as easily as I can make it happen. And I just didn't understand, but you said this in another podcast. Sometimes you just got to be quiet and be still and let stuff work itself out and stop trying to put, stop trying to work it out. It ain't, it ain't a game you play. It's a game you just watch. Mm-hmm. And again, you monitor. let God lead, yeah. right? So, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think like being rooted in God and that being a priority even to this day with, you know, our sermons and Sermon Sunday, like just the level, just how serious we take it, our prayer before, you know, before bed, our prayers, before, well, before a meal, like mm-hmm. all the different elements of how we intentionally try to ensure that God isn't a part of everything that we do, I think is a level of commitment in our relationship. 100%. And then I think another one is the open conversation. I yeah. think when we're not 
having an open conversation or both of us are feeling some kind of way, and I just want to speak for myself, you immediately are like, what's going on? Energy is weird. I'd be like, yeah. hey, <laughs> it's a cloud in here, and I don't know why. What is going on? And that's the that's the best way I can describe it. Everybody, yeah. You come into your own house, you be like, something is out of place. I don't know what it is. Yeah. What's going on in here? No, and it's funny because I feel like because of that, like because of that authenticity and because of truth being you know, something we both commit to when it comes to our relationship, even in moments where I always tell the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't have the, the patience. I I can have an obsessive personality, so I don't even have the desire to dabble in not telling the truth and being worried about the lie coming out. So <laughs> I, I just navigate truth all the time. I, I finally understand why God says navigating truth. It really is a more peaceful life for me. Yep. But what I will say is even in like small moments, you know, like if, Jonathan will stop somewhere and not tell me or something. I just feel like God is so rooted in the standards of truthing in our relationship that one way or another, I will hmm. just find out. And I'll be like, so babe, did you? And I'll be like, damn, this is the gas station and, and that was about it, but I had to say that. But despite it, I just feel like in moments where maybe you don't say it, there is always a crumble of truth left behind. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So I think those are the level of commitments just in our relationship, like being rooted in God. And even something little like that, I'm sorry to no, you got it. cut you off, but even something little like that, make it, I, I felt like I did something wrong. For real, like, man, I should have told us I did that. I was like, but it wasn't was nothing. Mm -hmm. But it was something, because I still felt funny. And when you feel that, it ain't a, it ain't guilt, it's just your conscience saying like, well, why, if it ain't nothing, say something. Absolutely. So that I'm in conflict with myself. I'm like, if it ain't nothing, I should say something. But at the end of that, I just felt like, it was in past. When I say you went and got groceries, you didn't have to tell me you got groceries, but if you come back and then I make a thing about it, I do kind of feel about other things. Because maybe you might have had groceries in your mind. I was like, now she... Mm -hmm. It ain't nothing, though. At all, yeah. But it's something. Yeah. It's crazy, y'all. But I think it's, I think the like the minor discomfort in certain things is because we've always navigated like that. Like, yeah. We've always been very open and honest. And the one of us might not like what that open and honest conversation feels like in the moment. However, it's good to know that you don't have to second guess you know, your other person's intention or just the things that they say, like there's a peace in navigating in truth. So I feel like truth for sure, and again, being rooted in God are two um, commitments that I would say we bring to our relationship. Another one I would raise as well is like, just to generally have fun. Yeah. Like we really like to have fun in like the smallest ways possible. And early on in our relationship, we always like play games, which I miss mm -hmm. because there've been other things we've been doing, we've been busy, but generally like board games that like start a conversation and you know have us laughing brings out our competitive nature like tennis and we just really do enjoy each other's company and I think you know you being so competitive and you being such a hard worker and seeing that in the things that we've been able to like dabble into with one another I just admire that so much yeah. and I really enjoy it and, it and it turns up that in myself so that will be another element too that I would say we both really commit to having fun and enjoying it's, one it's another. It's complimentary though, because like I said, your grind, you got grind like I got in sports, but you got it on the other side. Yeah. You can like sit at a desk and, and do technical stuff mm -hmm. for a long period of time at a high level too. Yeah. Like you, you talk to your team and then you have to go talk to your managers and then you have to go to the higher ups and then you have to come bring the information back. Mm -hmm. Like you like a quarterback. I ain't, I ain't that in my profession, but my work ethic it's oh, still 100%. equal to a quarterback. I still yeah. gotta go out there and do my job at a high level, but mm -hmm. my job don't consist of so many small details and other pieces attached to me and mm -hmm. my success uh, 
to make their success happen or to even help them to get to their successes they need me in the blueprint like you do a lot of stuff so like I said for that type of grind I don't know if I, I'm cut out for it and I don't sell myself short I know I got no, I other qualities and yeah. I know I will grind it out but the way you do it with such fluidity that's what I do on my grind and my athletics and, and like I said I can take that part off the field and that's why like coaching and all of that the investment and the understanding and to get those kids to do things how I, I see it and how they're capable to is a is a good skill it's a great skill seeing the transformation uh -huh. that you see in various people too is a beautiful thing to see so you know um, I want to pivot talk to me you know, because we do, we are going to close off our Western level of commitment. And I think we'd have to at least touch a little bit on what's your level of commitment to yourself. Mm. And so my question to you, and we'll start off to you is, you know, to show up as the best Jonathan DeAndre Rose you can. What are the things that you feel like you need, whether in your day to day or in your overall life to feel like you can you can do that. Like, so what are the various things that you feel like you need? And also, how would you describe your best self? Like, who is that man from your vision? Because I know I can say it from mine, but from your vision. So what I need to be my best self, I just, I realize I got to tap in. And I'm going to break that down to y'all, my, my readings, my writings. I got to find time in my day, no matter my job, uh, responsibilities, Blah, 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 what I got to do in the day. There is a time in the day, if it if it don't seem like it, I better make it for myself to just tap back into, okay, the day has been the day mm -hmm. to whatever point it is. Uh, sometimes I do it early, and then I have another one in the back end. Sometimes I, I'll do some light early, and then my bulk is in the middle of my day. So sometimes it's... Um, it transitions from day to day, but it's always in the daily day, the day to day plan. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I needed that um, until I look back at, I told you that period of time, my six years, my college career, basically, of when I was just on that roller coaster. And I never tapped in with myself because I was just trying to keep up with my life. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy because my life should be going at the speed of me, right? And in my mind, my life was taking off and I had to catch up. Yeah. And that's a hard place to be in. No, absolutely. So when you say tap in, you mean get grounded with yourself, like yeah. feel centered. Just feel centered. Like yeah. if, when, when you're a college athlete, it's day to day. You, mm -hmm. you got to, you own scholarships or you, you got classes booked. You got practice already in your schedule. Yeah. You got study hours and all that. At some point in time, even if it's right before I go to sleep, what do I like? It, yeah. and, and even if it's small, and, and hear me out, that video game, y'all be like, oh, those guys, sometimes that is that little haven that, yeah. let me tap out, bro. Just let me do what I do. And I was one of those guys, but even beyond that, that wasn't really what I was I was looking for, but that was my thing. Yeah. So I was like, bro, even if it's like 12, 30, I know I'm dog tired. Let me just do something for myself because then when the days start to compound and then that one bad thing happens, you your cup overflows and yeah. it tips over now you spill yeah. mm -hmm. and now you done did something that you probably didn't want to do or said things or acted in a certain way that you didn't that you just didn't have that time to yourself and even when I was playing the game the reason I said that was my thing then but it wasn't the thing I really needed because I wasn't thinking when I was doing it I was almost working too yeah, yeah, yeah. you get what I'm saying man yeah. it's like I might, as well, I might as well go to practice. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to play man, I might as well go to practice, y'all. You better outcome that. Four game. games of man, I'm sweating like I just did 40s and I, I don't guard the man myself. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but my readings and writings, as I 
got older and, and started to get a better understanding of reading some rights was so crucial. Mm-hmm. I used to watch the small clippers of the Tupacs talking about it and the Nipsey's and everybody had their little things and I was like, okay. Like, that was back then. Now, that was Young Rosé. Started up, goalless. I think Richard Sherman or some, some football player said, a goalless got it in my locker. Start off with it, check, 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 do that. Game eight, um, maybe. Game 12, I only know what the paper is. Yeah, <laughs> that's honest. And still trying to keep up, though. Mm-hmm. Still trying to be as consistent as I've been, but broke my consistency level. You can't yeah. even, you can't even consistently check off your goals and make them week to week. But now you're still trying to chase. Still want to be the top DB. But then classes falling. Like, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of structure, but mm-hmm. I, I felt like, and this is just me personal and everybody, situation goes in, the way, in their own way. But I just felt like I didn't take myself in enough and I was always trying to keep up with my life, like I told you, but also trying to reach and meet expectations that I couldn't even meet my own personal expectations. Mm-hmm. So now I'm feeling bad, but now I still got to show up because my coach will be like, what's wrong with you? He don't get what I'm going through. He just talking about you ain't doing your obligation that you here for. Oh, yeah. man, I'm a young man. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good, too. So now they trying to figure out where you, we can use you, but I, you can't use me if I can't. <laughs> You can't figure it out. Show up. Yeah. And I'm going to pivot after this one. So I got into this like anger management um, development program at Nebraska when I first got there. Uh, Discipline issues. And they were just trying to help me out. So Mm -hmm. I met with this guy a couple times a month. Say, call it what you want to call it. I was resented it for so long. But then I was like, man, that really jump started where I am today as a man. Mm-hmm. I had to sit there and speak to somebody that I felt I didn't. I told you I didn't like to be vulnerable. I don't feel like I'm. I don't want to feel like somebody just catering to me, trying to show me sympathy. Don't give me that. Don't give me no pity. Don't give me none of that. He just wanted to really do his job, but he was really listening. Yes, his job. So I, I automatically assumed well, he just doing this for the check, but he really invested. Mm-hmm. So like it's like me saying foot, football. I'm doing it for the check. You don't really like football? Oh yeah. Well, why he can't really like yeah, doing absolutely. what he do? Yeah. And one day we just vibed and I just, after I caught that energy, I went in there and was open. Every time I went and I started to feel that weight, it's like my chest was compressed and it just started to open up. I was like, dang, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I was looking forward to talking to him because I was looking forward to seeing that that feeling was going to keep yeah. releasing because I was holding something in crazy and it was little stuff but and then it was also big stuff and when you feel like you can't say nothing it's all just feels it's heavy all, so yeah mm-hmm. that that was that part so I knew I didn't want to be that guy because I knew who I was I knew my potential I could reach it mm-hmm. but I just couldn't figure life out so then when I finally got out of college and got into the pros and stuff started to do better but I was still who I was so I still battled the turmoils and the relationship I was in didn't invest back into me, so I was wishy-washy on that. That made me a, a different person. But I don't blame the I don't blame the other person I was with. I just blame myself for turning, letting a uh, situation turn me like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like who I was, but I was doing it because mm-hmm. I needed something. Yeah. <laughs> I said before I feel nothing. At least I'll go out like this. But yeah. that wasn't the way either. So it, it created so many traumas. So. Really, you, you jump-started something. Well, beyond that, football was good. I was balling. When football was good, I found my better self. I found a way to be at my best because I wanted people to see me a certain way. I wanted to come off a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that you 
I'm balling. And people looking at me, the lights on. I got to make sure I'm always on point. So to be on point, I had to figure myself out. Like, hey, you can't be curving. It's a way to do it. And I felt like I had finally arrived. Mm-hmm. And then when I was ready to walk the red carpet, boom. Adversity hit. The surgery, I, didn't, I played three games and I was on fire. The team was two and one. I was up in the league. First game, got a pick. I said, it's going to be a year. And boom. I didn't, I had to cut it short. Mm-hmm. And you can't cut your feelings short. <laughs> your mind was already there. I was already in the, in the Grey Cup. Yeah. I was already corner, uh, best DB in the year. Uh, defense MOP. I was everything. Yeah. And it just got took. And, li- and literally in the way I said it, it took like I ain't nothing I could do about this. The situation was the situation. And now I got to cope with that. And now I got to watch the season go how it went and then go good. And like I said, when you got a routine, you're all right. But when your routine get broken and you try to put pieces in the field, a spot that was molded a certain way, it just don't work. And you just try to keep transitioning. So like I said, I tried to work out. I tried to stick to my script, but it was a script. It was a piece of the script missing. The practice, the investment, my guys, all that. Mm-hmm. I get emotional. I get back into my depressions and my trauma. So I knew it, but I couldn't catch it. I couldn't really do nothing about it. Like I just, I went through. Like instead of stopping and being like, oh, reassess, finding my my thing, my routine of what I just told you, my writings and doing all that, I stopped doing everything. Nothing, nothing really made sense. And then I never really looked at it. It's not making sense because you're not doing what you used to do. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I was choosing to do was the reason I was feeling the way I felt. Yeah. You know, in a lot of words. Yeah. So I just and just like I said, and you came along, and I really wanted to. I seen you reciprocate me in a way I wanted to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, she see the man. She don't see all all my baggage, even though they tell her she still don't see it. Mom, I pivoted right then. Because I finally felt seen for the first time. You didn't see me as John Rose and whoever else and got tagged him to him and her. You just seen me as the man you wanted me to be and who I was at the moment and what we could be. You seen you seen a future. You ain't see a real past. Because the past don't matter. It's only where me and you stand. I needed that. I was tired of carrying it. Oh, well, I can't believe. You know, I heard what you did. Why? I, I, don't, I, I can't grow if everybody know what I did. Mm-hmm. It won't let me move past it, but you just said, no, listen, I got a pass, you got a pass, where we going? And I was with that, and I needed that, and that's kind of the commitment I had, the commitment to you. You gave me something to commit to, and then I I started throwing stuff at you. Hey, accountability going to be my word. You going to hold me to it? Yes, sir, I will, and I'm going to hold you to it every single day. Needed that. Mm -hmm. So, it's kind of my thing. Being my best self, I just, I finally figured out I was worth what I always knew I was worth. Yeah. And I, I didn't need confirmation from the outside world. Even though I do say, like, you got me jump-started, but I was already on the path of, like, yeah, it's good. You was just the confirmation. That I, the one time I'm not looking for confirmation, you gave it to me. And I was like, yeah, that's why it was so securing. Yeah. I was like, I ain't even reaching for it this time. It found me. Mm-hmm. And that was fulfillment. No, oh, that's dope. I like that. That was good. That was a lot of honesty there. I appreciate that, babe. Yeah. So I'm going to let you tell a little bit about yours, and then we're going to get these people out of here. Uh, level of commitment to myself. I think when I think about the level of commitment I have to myself, I just think about, um, you know, my relationship with God, like prioritizing that, ensuring that, you know, I feel close to God, even in the moments where I feel like he's not 
doing a whole lot of anything. Now, I don't know. I need it. I just wanted to I just wanted to get a little thought process before I ask you this question. Yeah, of course. So what pushed you there? Because like I told you, man, you got close to God with our whole situation and all us coming together, but mm -hmm. what did you go through that made you feel like you weren't close enough? What what was your eye opening moment to be like, yeah, I ain't I ain't myself and I ain't the woman that I portray to be? Uh, that's a good question. I think there could have, I think there might have been a few things, especially when moving back to Ottawa, coming from Toronto. You know, I knew I never wanted to stay in Toronto, but I think I fantasized about what coming back home would feel like. And I think there were a level of things that changed that. Like it, it, there was nothing great about being home when I finally was home, right? Like there was things happening at home that were tough. There were things in my like personal relationship my personal romantic relationships that were tough. There were friend dynamics that I had to re-figure out and understand there. You know, I had to take a demotion at work. So they're just, it, I was looking around at my life and the things that I, were, that I was entertaining and it just didn't align with who I wanted to be. You know, I just was like, darling, like, this isn't the, the life that I pictured for myself. And I think I've, I always prayed, I always had a relationship with God, but I think I was, trying to get really rock solid on my values. And the number one value for me was my relationship with God. Like that was the thing that I needed more than anything else. Like I need, and I, like I do it now, like when I wake up, when I get in the car, when I'm like walking around, like even when I'm picking what I want to listen to first, like I make all my decisions rooted in God. Even when I say something crazy, I'll be talking to a friend and say something wild and I'm like, Lord, forgive me. It's just, part of who I always wanted to be. And I think now I'm a lot closer to that person than I ever was. And so I think when I moved back to Ottawa, it was a clear indication that the move was what I wanted to do for you know, the various reasons that I did it. Cause I wasn't happy in Toronto, but I also wasn't happy when I got here. So it was clear that whatever happiness that I was looking for was rooted within me. And the thing that would keep me feeling sustained was God, you know, like even an example of sleeping in the hospital with you and it was scary. He was asleep, but I was scared. And even in those moments, right? Like sleeping next to you and seeing you, there was a comfort in that. But in the moments of like feeling uneasy, but just not being in my bed, but knowing that this is where I needed to be and like praying, like just being like, God, like I hope he's feeling okay. I hope he's good. And just let us get through this night and be a smooth night. You know what I'm saying? So what, what moment? secure like thank you lord what was that moment in all this time what what made you be like yes this is the way i'm gonna choose because i understand that this is working for me whether i see it all the time believe it all the time or not i know it's working for me what moment because i'm gonna just tell you mine like me and you that surgery that whole situation 2022 even just getting to 2021 i said ain't no way i'm gonna stop giving God all the praise mm -hmm. and, and, and having my strong faith because we hit moments where I, I know, you know, we was like, hey, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and we made it. And I'm talking about, and not beyond, beyond made it, it, it worked itself out in, in the longer run. Like yeah. we, we just didn't get through that moment. That moment got us through the, the rest of the one, yeah. other moments. And I promise you, I, I didn't have nothing to hang my head on but him and it worked. So I'm trying to figure out what was that moment in that That's transition for you. I think, I think there were a couple moments. I think it was two things. One of the things I think for sure was seeing God's life, 
God's um, work in your life, mm. I think there were just some clear moments where I was like, that's God. You know, timing, maneuver of things, people that revolved, people that were just all of it, I think was like, that's God for sure. And then, and that was a lot of like 2020, yeah. you know, going to 2021. But there were moments that I have to say when we moved into this current home mm. and you'll be asleep. I'm sorry if I sound like a creep, but you'll be asleep and it's first thing in the morning and I look at you and I'm like, that's God's work. And what's up? In the sense of like you being real and being more than what I could have prayed for. You know what I mean? Like being with someone who is like, I feel safe and seen. Like I couldn't imagine it myself. Like I understand why God wants us to be in partnership. I understand why he wants us to be in union like I, I get it I see the even in our toughest moments we're okay like I see what he wanted for us as his children and like seeing you and you being here and real and when I just see your face as you sleep I know it sounds odd yeah. but I'm always like thank you God why did you feel like um, I don't want to phrase it right why did you feel like this was gonna miss you why did you feel like what you had been in wasn't this like what was your point so like okay god thank you because this is finally it like what was the other pieces that you've seen that made you be like ah i don't think that it would i don't think that i i was gonna miss it per se i just didn't know when it was gonna happen so to finally be in what i prayed for all the time and like you know having other people telling me that other things would have been better like just knowing that i didn't you know, follow what the other advice and yeah. like knowing that maybe it wasn't like righteous advice or godly advice, but staying true to God working in my life and just okay. staying the course, you know, I feel like I'm reaping those benefits now. And like we said, things aren't always easy, things aren't always perfect, but I think through staying committed in our relationship and through seeing how he's worked in your life and also in mine and the thing and the doors that he's opened. And it's allowed me to be more certain and more faithful in the doors that I know he's going to open in the future. Yeah. But more importantly, it's allowed me to be more rock solid in my relationship with him. Oh, I get what you're saying because it, it taught you staying down is the best thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, somebody, hey, I'm telling you, sis, go over there and just try that. It'll get you what you know. Nah, I'm just going to stay down. 100%. 100%. I, know, I know where you're you going with it. In lesser words, I know where you're yeah, going with it. That's been me. Hey. Everything going good. Hey, where we finna go out? Oh, but man, let's take this little trip. Nah, I don't need no trip right now. But to... being able to say no, right? And like that's the level of commitment yeah. to myself. Like when I think about who is Shayna and what matters the most to her, mm-hmm. it's knowing that God's got me. That's real. But that only really works if I stay ten toes down with him. And so, and that for me falls into every aspect of my life. That means being a good partner for you yeah. because that's your God sent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It means like showing up and doing whatever I need to. Um, to show up as my best self like so for me like starting my day with prayer and ending it with prayer and talking to God throughout the day out loud and you know seeking podcasts or scriptures or all that stuff for me like really matters and so and it's played a huge role in the friendships that I've kept and the friendships that I haven't in the conversations that I entertain and the conversations that I don't right so like that really is when it comes to the level of commitment to myself it's a level of commitment to what matters most to me, and that's that's God, my relationship with Him. That's a solid words, man. Listen, y'all go 
and find out what your level of commitment to all areas of your life is. 100%. Because it has to be a standard. It has Absolutely. to be a percentage. It has to be an understanding of where I invest at the most and where I need to invest more at. 100%. And I appreciate you, Shana, and I just appreciate our relationships. And Likewise. For all the couples out there and, and even the individuals that are not partner, work on yourself. Always. Because it'll make partnership easier. And beyond that, if you buy yourself, it'll make life easier and understanding easier and if you are out there and you just want to be alone that's cool you'll interact yeah. with people better and if you're looking for somebody to partner and do life with it'll make that easier too because when you understand yourself people better understand you because you articulate it different and you don't know until you know and also understand when you don't know you just don't know go look and seek help but don't be naive and be like i don't know but i ain't gonna listen to nobody come on now mm-hmm you don't have to prove anything to anyone, but you will always have to prove everything to yourself. God bless y'all. Have a great one. God bless.